0: That's it! Try right. Here we
1: go
0: again. I will finish when you started. Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. You guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans.
1: This is episode 15 of Fans of the Force podcast. My name is Adrian, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you all back to yet another fun lightspeed jump to the galaxy far, far away. Joining me as always are the best co-hosts this side of the outer rim, John and Cadre. What's new, everyone?
2: Well, just got back from a really nice vacation. How are you guys doing? Song beats (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which means it's too late, as spoken by Greedo.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: How, how, how was your vacation, Carolyn?
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it was pretty good. It was nice to get away. We had a few issues with some wildfire smoke coming down from Canada, but other other than that, we had a pretty good time. Nice and the West is on fire days. right now. hmm Yeah. It's been pretty terrible with a heat wave, so we've kind of been... Ugh. Yeah, not a great time in the Pacific Northwest right now.
0: As I sit on the fourth floor studio of the Cumulus Building in Eugene, Oregon, there is uh, what is known as the Coburg Hills that are not very far away and of which I usually have a lovely view. It is a obscured view with all the smoke that's in the air. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been it's cloudy.
2: It's been pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah.
0: The other day I came out of work and it smelled like barbecue. Not a good, a good thing?
2: thing if there's not a barbecue not around. Not a good thing <laughs> if there's not a barbecue <laughs> around, right.
1: Yeah I can't some of those photos you were posting really really Tatooine ish with the
2: <laughs> Yeah, that so that it's actually a funny story, the the Friday we were out in Eastern Washington, it was very. The smoke was very dense, very thick, and the sun filtered through the smoke, just turned bright, bright red. Yeah, um, beautiful. Like you just wanted to stare at it, but obviously don't do that because that's really terrible for your eyes. Uh, <laughs> and and I was in the car with a couple of my friends, and they're like, "Cat." it looks like the Tatooine son, and I was like, that's right, and not 30 seconds after that, my husband texted me, and he was like, it's the Tatooine son,
0: <laughs> so so
2: clearly they all know And me. you were like, um,
0: which th- one, smart Alec? <laughs> uh, so before
1: we get into the main show today, uh, we just want to bring up our Force Fan giveaway that we've been doing. Uh, like we brought up in last week's episode, uh, this is our way of reaching out to everyone to, you know, just geek out with, with you guys to have a back and forth and in doing so, uh, you know, giving out some awesome prizes. So just a quick rundown of that. So five force fans will win a custom fans of the force mini poster designed and autographed by artist and illustrator Tomasa Overstreet. So really, really talented guy. Our grand prize runner-up will get one of the posters uh, and the digital code for either The Force Awakens or Rogue One. And our grand prize winner will win a poster, a code for one of those movies, an original drawing by John, our very own artist on the show, and the first two issues of the new Star Wars Adventures comics, which are coming out in September. So if you want any of these awesome prizes that we're including in our giveaway, uh, there are several ways for you to enter. Um... Pretty much all you got to do is follow us on our socials, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ForceFanPodcast. Tag your friends uh, when you comment or follow us. That'll be an entry for you and them. Um, Answer the questions we'll be asking throughout the months of August at the end of the show um, using the hashtag WeAreTheForce. Uh, You can recommend uh, Star Wars Would You Rather for our Would You Rather segment. All you basically have to do is just interact and talk to us on the socials you know let's get a dialogue going and have fun with it you know this is all supposed to be fun so you know talk to us have fun with us just let's geek out together
2: that's right we want to hear from you guys uh see what you like about the show um we'd love to talk with you see what you think and geek out about star wars
1: In the meantime,
0: what have we got in store for the show today, John? Well, we've got a pretty good rundown today. We'll start off with our traditional galactic geek out and see what's going on in the world of Star Wars. Then our main topic today is going to focus on the villains of the Star Wars saga and uh, the other films as well. Then we're all going to join together and take a quiz to see which Star Wars (laughs) villain we might be and then wrap things up today with Attack of the Fandom.
2: All right, so I thought maybe this week would kind of be a a quiet week for our Galactic Geek Out, but there are a few interesting tidbits. Um, There's a rumor going around that there's a new writer working on the Episode 9 script, Jack Thorne, who's a British writer, and he did Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and is also wrote uh, the script for the upcoming film Wonder. So that has not been confirmed, but so you know, can't say too much about that other than um, I just think it's kind of interesting maybe that they're bringing someone else on to help uh, Colin Trevorrow with the script for for episode 9. Uh, although, depending on who you ask around the internet, always a dangerous place. Uh, some people are less than happy with that because they didn't really love Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So, hard to say.
1: Um, uh, Colin needs all the help he can get, I think. <laughs>
0: you know, this is, this is it's one of those things where you better get it right. You know, this is the the third part in a Star Wars trilogy, which has typically been the one where they wrap things up and make it a bookend, you know. Um, so this has got to be done well. It's got to be perfect, darn near perfect, at least. So although I'm I'm a little surprised on one side, I'm totally not surprised on the other side because it's got to be good. And if it's not quite there, bring in the backups. Let's make it great.
2: I mean, it's not unusual for them to bring in people to help rework right. scripts and yeah. if after there's been in what, you know, the initial treatment, um so it's it's not totally unusual. I mean, like I said, it's a rumor at this point so we'll. i guess we'll see if it's confirmed or we may coming we may
0: never find out
2: yeah i mean it's you know, like <laughs> not until the movie comes out
0: sure and and like well when carrie fisher was a little bit of a script doctor for the prequel trilogy you know i don't think she was ever credited for it No, mm-hmm. it's it's been out but i don't think it was credited in the film
2: no, although I've heard I've heard conflicting things about whether that's actually true or not.
0: Okay. Well yeah, like, you ask her and she'll say yes.
2: Yeah. Of course you can't ask <laughs> her will. now, but you go back yeah. to the
0: old interviews.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess whether whether George Lucas took any of her uh advice might be another Could a be. different thing.
0: Well, she did have quite the side career uh in Hollywood mm-hmm. as a script. Oh doctor. yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that she did some work with Ryan for the episode eight script, so even even up to the end, she was still dabbling still in that make field. Make some tweaks, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm just kind of hoping that if the rumors are true, I'm I'm glad it's happening this early in the process and not, you know, it, it, it's it's not a band aid, it's not a it's not, it's not a damage control. Fire They're,
2: the directors and bring in Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I I definitely agree. If, if they're bringing in people now to kind of help start smoothing things out and tighten it up, you know, all the better. Like John said, this is the last, you know, this is the bookend to this trilogy and it needs to be, it needs to be right. And so they need to be really careful and really thoughtful about how they're going to go about doing that. So if they're already working on that, perfect because yeah we don't want a last minute <laughs> last minute rewrites last minute director change you know none of that
1: could you imagine what a career killer this will be especially off of book of henry
0: oh man
2: could be
1: um if okay so get it right safety not guaranteed nice little indie film i like it some people don't then jurassic world which was pretty divisive too. I like it, I thought it was fun, but I also agree that it's light on character. And a lot of the issues say that's with its lady characters, but that's a whole different topic. <laughs> then Book of Henry. I mean he he doesn't have the best track record. So something as big as important, not even big, as important as the conclusion of the Sequel trilogy. That's gonna make him or break him.
2: It's a good point. You're, yeah. you're probably right. I mean, yeah. if if something goes really off the rails, he's he's gonna shoulder. Mo- Colin Trevor is gonna shoulder most of the blame. So, yeah. So fingers crossed. This means good things for for that production. Uh, moving on. Uh, last week, uh, John Boyega made an appearance on Popcorn with Peter Travers which I've never seen before, and had some <laughs> words about uh, Carrie Fisher's death and how that's going to be handled in The Last Jedi, um, which I'll, I'll read what he said, uh, and then we can kind of discuss that. He says, this movie, it sends her off in a very amazing, amazing way. She's still kept alive in this franchise. You know that's the beauty of it. She lives forever, in a sense. That's
0: exactly and- what I was hoping for.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's an interesting quote, but like kind of, you know, there are people on the Internet going and articles like, oh, she's going to be alive. And and quite honestly, this I feel like this quote doesn't actually tell us. He never says that. Yeah. um,
1: This is one of those. (laughs) Think about it like Obi-Wan, you know, from a certain point of view. mm -hmm. what She's kept alive Mm -hmm. is the quote, right? What he said. Mm hmm like that could be taken so many different ways
2: exactly or or the other part of the quote she lives forever in a sense like Mm -hmm. what does that you know that could mean a thousand different things so i i feel like some people have really jumped into the deep end there um well
0: her memory lives forever she's a horse ghost there's so many count me in i think the character survives but based on that quote
2: okay I I personally don't really know how to interpret it aside from just like Carrie Fisher's legacy. Um, That's the way I'm the taking Star it. Star Wars franchise, but mm-hmm. you know who knows? We still got several months to go before yeah. December, so and I'm sure they're probably making that making it so that they are keeping a tight lid on what happens. So. I find it all very vague, and I'm not convinced any which way.
1: It's a smart response to it's – it's a smart way to word it. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. Yeah. He said a lot of things without saying anything.
2: Yeah. All right. So there was also kind of a cool um, announcement last week for a new um, immersive experience that's going to open – I believe this winter um, in both Disneyland and – well, it's going to be in um, – yeah, downtown Disney um, and so uh, called Star Wars Secrets of the Empire and it's hmm. a collaboration between uh, Lucasfilm, ILM times LAB or I don't know if they go by lab, whatever, uh, and The Void – um to create a new hyper reality experience so is it going to be called
0: shut up and take my money (laughs) that's a subtitle okay
2: basically yeah star wars secrets of the empire shut up and take my money right that's exactly right (laughs) um
1: seriously at this point i just want to send an email to lucasfilm or whoever whoever i have to send it to just here's my bank account number Here's my routing. Here's yeah. my pin. Here are my credit cards. Just, just take it all. Stop playing with me. Let me have it.
2: Yeah. So there, there was a little on StarWars.com. There was a little, you know, um, announcement, and it said uh, it will open to the public at. Two new Void Experience Centers at Downtown Disney at Disneyland Resort and Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort beginning this holiday season. Star Wars Secrets of the Empire will allow fans to move freely in an untethered social and multisensory experience, including interactions with friends, fans, and Star Wars characters. Well, this is going to take all day. Hmm. Uh, it says, at the void, we combine the magic of illusions, advanced technology, and virtual reality to create fully immersive social experiences that take guests to new worlds. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. So, sounds pretty cool.
1: I'm game. I'm game. Yeah. I want it.
2: Um, I thought, I guess I thought it was going to be both at, on both coasts, but it looks like from this press release that it's. Only at Walt Disney World, so Plata. somebody in Florida go and tell us how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Want to report?
1: <laughs> somebody in Florida, fly us out, right? <laughs>
2: Test it, yeah. <laughs> stay at your house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was that was kind of a, a little announcement that was made last week. That, um, I don't know. I don't know how much outside press it's gotten. Um, we'll probably see more when it opens and people can actually go and experience it. And we actually start start seeing some reviews. Uh, and then I think both of you guys saw the new promo picture of Carrie Fisher as Princess oh. General Leia that was mm-hmm. released this past weekend. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. She looks very elegant. Very noble, beautiful,
0: gorgeous, just gorgeous. It's guys, a really cool dress
1: that she's in too. Did you guys uh, read the article saying that she got her that Leia got her PhD when she was nineteen?
2: Yes, <laughs> I I did. That was a blip from a I think it was a two thousand and four interview with George Lucas um, where he's describing Leia's character <laughs> and. Uh, says that at 19, you know, she's <laughs> she got her PhD. So apparently. <laughs> we know par- who the
1: smart twin is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: Oh, Poor Luke. Not the dirt uh, farmer. Not the no. dirt farmer. <laughs> so, yeah. Dang. But I, I guess if one of them was going to have their PhD at 19. I mean, Leia did have a lot more opportunities than Luke did. Yeah, so, yeah. to be fair.
1: Well, you don't, you don't know. He could, have, he could have applied for that Dirt Farmer Scholarship. If true. he wanted to.
0: True, yeah. He, did want to, he was trying to go to the Academy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Except Uncle Owen wouldn't let him. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so. true. In any case, yeah, I did see that blip about Leia and the PhD. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't see
0: it. (laughs) Should we call her Doctor Leia, Doctor General
1: Princess Leia Organa? Okay, Okay. yeah, I
2: I think I I think I heard yeah somewhere written Doctor General Princess Leia Organa. (laughs) Whichever way you choose to. (laughs) You
1: know what? Let's let's make her a lawyer too, just for the hell of it.
2: I mean, if if Padme was a senator and a lawyer, then I think being a senator (laughs) obviously (laughs) confers, like, the lawyer rank. So, (laughs) she's Doctor, Senator, General, Princess Leia Organa.
0: (laughs) Dang. (laughs) P.I.
2: (laughs) P.I.? Because why not?
1: I thought Danny on Game of Thrones had a long name. All right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Mother
0: of Kylo. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, <God>. uh, <laughs>
0: sorry i didn't mean to bring that up
2: womp, womp. but <laughs> Total Debbie that, yeah but speaking of kylo uh that can kind of roll us into our main segment of the week um talking about the villains of star wars
0: <sighs> give in to the dark side of the force you hosers
2: <laughs> it is your destiny
0: you losers
2: <laughs> so <laughs> so i i don't i didn't want this to to uh just be about like who's our favorite and least favorite um well i think
0: we all three of us can just say the, darth vader right now well so the the yes. topic needs to be besides darth vader fill in the blank
2: well, i'm I'm Tell kind me of now curious who
0: is your favorite
2: <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of curious what do you guys or who do you guys feel makes an effective villain in the Star Wars universe
1: besides Vader
2: besides Vader I mean I think we kind of you know Vader's kind of the pinnacle you know probably some of her iconic and nostalgia reasons. Um, well,
1: it kind of depends on what you mean by, you know, effective, you know, as you know, to a kid, Vader is the boogeyman, the faceless monster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's, the, he's really the knight f- of your nightmares. Exactly. They don't really f- they wouldn't fear someone like Tarkin, for example. But to an adult, someone like Tarkin could be, you know, just as scary because he's a politician and he knows how to manipulate and use people. So that that has a lot to do with it too. Same with you know Palpatine.
0: Palpatine. That's exactly where I was going to go. I mean he is he's, – he's pulling the strings of everything around him, manipulating every side to his advantage. And he's got backups for his backups. And the dude is just brilliant at um, making people do what he wants them to do whether they want to do it or not. I mean, that's scary.
2: Yeah, and I th- I think one of the things for like the the three that we've mentioned so far—Vader, Tarkin, and Palpatine—is that they all embody various aspects of evil, right? Right. Um, which which I think makes them effective in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, with Vader, you've got kind of the scary monster, he's brutal. You know. Yep. He doesn't take no prisoners. Where then you've got Tarkin, who's the very cold-blooded, ruthless. In a in a different way, you know, he won't murder you outright, but he's the one that's going to like slip the knife between your ribs through your back. Totally, you know, (laughs) when you're not looking. Totally. And then and then you've got Palpatine, who's the master manipulator, and he's pulling all the strings and making all the plans. And so I think they represent, you know. Three almost interrelated, but also kind of different aspects of of effective villainy in the in the Star Wars universe. Well, that kind of hits, and then you throw in, people in different ways.
0: Throw in another aspect, and you add Darth Maul, who is this just unbridled savage, um, frenzy of hatred and and. And evil you know and so that's just yet another aspect of that so i totally agree they're all bringing something different to the table
2: yeah so do you do you think though that darth maul aside from that worked as a villain though
0: no only because his his time with us was so short in the theatrical releases
2: do you think that bringing him back on Clone Wars helped or hurt uh,
0: that's a tough question to answer because at at some points it was just like, "Are you kidding me? They brought back Maul That's lame, but then it just got so interesting. The character had some growth um. And he became less of that frenzied, unbridled, savage warrior and started being more of the, I'm going to get even. I'm going to manipulate mm-hmm. things. So I would say at first it was a mistake, but then they corrected the mistake and and changed the character enough so that, I mean, by, by the time he was in Rebels, it was... Really, kind of scary in his own way. Even though he was no longer a Sith, um, he was a force to be reckoned with, and so I, I think eventually, yeah, it was a really good thing to bring him back.
2: What about you, Adrian?
1: Maul's—it's hard for me with Maul, because okay, you know, I was introduced to Maul at a at a young age, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and me, me and my buddies, Star Wars fans. Same here. We I was Darth really Ma. young. <laughs> 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 Haha. <laughs> uh, we we would see Darth Maul. Right. Our reactions would be like, "Whoa, that is so cool! That is yeah. so badass! So I scary. want that." No, so cool. Th- that's I think we're we the whole effective villain thing kind of kind of falls apart a it because. Me, at, at, a, at a younger age, again, going back to the whole Vader thing, you saw Vader, you're like, oh, God, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Maul had the, oh, crap. Okay, let's, you know, it was, it was a different kind of feeling with Maul. Uh, the Clone Wars, and we're going to take the Clone Wars into to account, I felt the same way. It's like, why the heck are they bringing back Maul? That's
0: the be kinda- spider legs and the chicken legs were ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. True
2: enough. True enough.
0: Yeah, they were,
1: but but like well like John said, they they really did develop the character, made him sympathetic. Uh, well, actually, they made him a character straight up, not just this plot device or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it made for some of my favorite Clone Wars episodes. Uh, but i i I don't think I really started really. Appreciating Maul, really appreciating him until he got into Rebels. Yeah, where like like what John said, he he wasn't a Sith anymore. He was his own thing. He was his. Mm -hmm. I'm just
0: so for my own thing. For Um, me, it was when he was taking over uh, the Mandalorians in Rebels. mm -hmm. That's when I was like, oh, okay, Darth Maul is for real. Wait in Rebels. Not in Rebels. No, in, in the Clone, in Wars. Clone Wars. I'm Sorry. Clone Wars. Yeah, in Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, that, that was really cool. The the only thing that I really remember from that though is when he kills uh, the Dutches. Mm-hmm. That's the oh crap moment from right.
0: the whole thing. for right. me. But even leading up to that, he was in power, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody felt it. And he was somebody to be feared and respected, and. I mean that was the moment like and then that that moment where he kills the Duchess was just like just This is the kitchen. The arrow, this is the kitchen, the, this is the, the, kitchen. Arrow, <laughs> the arrow into the bullseye. You know what I mean? Yeah And it's like okay, Maul's legit at this point. He's no longer chicken legs Maul. Okay. I, I got a question for you guys now. Yeah.
1: Giving him a brother, did that help? Or no. Go ahead,
0: Kat. I have my feelings.
2: Um <laughs> gosh. You know, I I don't think it hurt. So I have I have a lot of mixed feelings on Maul. Um he looked really cool in all the promos for episode one, and then I felt that they really wasted the character. And he wasn't actually, quite honestly, much of a character. No. In in the first episode. No. So it kind of seemed like a huge wasted opportunity. Yeah. So then when he comes back in Clone Wars, first of all, it's kind of like WTF, you know, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. And then with the bizarre spider legs and the and the chicken legs. But but as that went on and he actually developed as a character, I began to find Maul a lot more interesting. And I personally, um, you know, I I loved his appearance at the end of season two in Rebels where Mm -hmm. he comes out and, you know, he's not a Sith anymore. He's this gray out for himself. He's out to exact revenge. He's still a villain, but he's not – he's on his own side. Yeah. Um, And then we can talk later about whether or not season three of Rebels did him a disservice – um, which I would argue that they kind of dropped the ball, but anyway, so <laughs> i I was not i mean i I guess it did feel a little out of left field when they introduced Maul having a brother, but at the same time. It was definitely interesting to see more of that side and kind of different force users and that, you know, like the Zabrak culture and stuff. So I kind of enjoyed it and it was kind of fun to see Maul team up with someone that was not like his Matt you know, so not Sidious, not not someone else. So I I did not hate that they gave him a brother. Um, And then in the end, when, spoiler alert, his brother dies, you know, I think that's almost the tipping point that uh, – that does help kind of make him more interesting, especially going in to Rebels because that almost directly – you know, that's what precipitates that, right? So –
1: So would you say Savage was not an effective villain if – I
2: don't know if Savage was an effective villain by himself, right? I think he kind of – I think Savage – I would say that Savage kind of fell victim to the same stuff that happened to Maul in episode one. You know, he's brought on by Dooku to be kind of this brute strength, you know, just a strong guy. Enforcer. And the enforcer, and he doesn't get a lot – of development outside of that. I mean, I would argue that then when he and Maul kind of team up, you know, and they play off each other a little bit more, that that's a little bit more interesting than just Savage by himself.
0: See, now I I feel a little differently in that I liked him better when he didn't have Maul with him. I was like, okay, okay, here's another same character, same race um, as Darth Maul. Um same weapon, essentially, the double bladed lightsaber. Um mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, this is great. This is a character to kind of replace, and then they bring Maul in, and it's like, oh, well now there's two of them and they're the same, but except one's bigger and one's a lunatic, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> and so I think it got less interesting when they teamed up. And so I I think Savage was I don't know I just you know if you're going to have that character have Darth Maul you know and mm-hmm. don't give me chicken legs Darth Maul you know um so I think the I think the whole thing was kind of like awkward to start off with and then when spoiler alert Savage does die um then Maul becomes a more interesting character by himself. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes. So to answer your question, Adrian, I think giving Darth Maul a brother um, was kind of dumb. If you're trying yeah. to have a character type, give us the one that we already know, and don't mess around with the the bigger but slightly less intelligent version. To me, Savage just came off as,
1: like you said, an, another mall. Give us a mall because we don't have mall, right? But then they brought mall back, right? So they killed the new mall, yeah. So we could yeah. have our old mall,
0: yeah, yeah. And I didn't need all that. So just give us mall.
1: Another, you could have had another character to have died for mall to be more interesting. You know. Or, or even that wasn't just a copy of him. Oh, totally. So to
0: totally. Or even change him up enough so that it's not just him bigger with a yellow face, you know? Give him a, <laughs> a different, interesting weapon, you know? Make him different in some other way.
2: Well, and this is probably going completely off track at this yeah. point, but, but in the episodes when when Savage was first introduced and Ventress is is like testing them wasn't he was the one that didn't want to fight right but ended up surviving everything i mean in the end he had to and so he and then they used the the night sister magic to change him right and so it almost would have been more interesting if they hadn't done that like if mm-hmm. if, if they had found him and forced him, I guess, to kind of t- to to become a, a dark side force user, but they hadn't used the magic to make him kind of this like big, brutish, um, you know, I want to say like lumbering menace. I mean, that's kind of, you know, he just kind yeah. of becomes this big old, you know, well, kind of like Frankenstein was. monster. Yeah. Um and Frankenstein's
1: it, monster. That's a perfect way to describe Savage.
2: And so you know, I, it could have been almost a more effective twist if they had had left him um, the way he was and kind of – and twisted that. Um, and then, then that might have been a more interesting take because then he actually would have been closer to Maul like size-wise and – Yeah. But, yeah. you know, maybe if they had – and that could have created an interesting character, but they didn't.
0: So. Yeah.
2: Um, so I guess along those lines, then are there other villains that you feel have not been as well used or as <laughs> effective uh, in the Star Wars <laughs> universe?
1: Oh, I could run them down for you right now. Let's see. Do um, it. No. Um.
2: <laughs> Make a list, Adrian. Tell us. Check it twice.
1: Boba Fett did nothing in the movies. Right. Tasman did nothing in The Force Awakens. Jabba the Hutt was just gross. Grievous was a joke. Star Wars has villain problems when it's not Vader. <laughs> well, Your I bargain. don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, because I think Krennic was a great villain. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's He was kind of that, that kind of like Cobra Commander. Where he's got a screw loose, you know what I mean, and he could just snap and like order your death for no reason. He was cold blooded, but at the same time he was intelligent, you know. So I think Krennic was a good villain. See, if we're gonna compare
1: them to Hasbro properties, okay, all right, I'd say he's more. I'd say he's more like Starscream. <laughs> just this guy that always wants to be in command, but keep, keep, keep no, getting that's, put down dude, by Megatron. No, that's,
0: Car- that's Kylo Ren. Kylo no, Ren see, is uh, Starscream.
2: Oh, man. Now Ren all is going, not going Starscream. over my head. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: well, Kylo it, Ren, it, they say Kylo's a baby that's always going on tantrums. I say that's Krennic. Krennic's more, more of that description than Kylo for me. I guess they both kind of go on tantrums. They're just different types of tantrums. Except when Kylo goes on a tantrum, you feel for your life. He you does them kind of like, all right, here's the old Australian man, space Australian man, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, crying again with his death I mean, troopers I... pointing their guns at you.
2: Fair point. He was he was able to marshal his resources effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know guy. I. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't necessarily think Krennic was an ineffect. I actually kind of liked his villainy because it was like super clear, I felt, um, that, you know, he was really kind of grasping for that power yeah. and that recognition. Right. Which made – and he was – you know, clearly he knew what he wanted and he was going to go after that. You know, he didn't have a lot of success in the end and it spectacularly backfired on him. But
1: or fired on him
2: or fired <laughs> on him. <laughs> I see what you did there. So, but but I actually I did I did like Krennic. I mean, I think I think my issues with a lot of of Star Wars villains that have been introduced actually a lot of them come from the prequels. Um, Count yeah. Dooku. Yeah, Grievous. Yeah. Uh, you know there are various ones in the Clone Wars that are probably not even worth mentioning. One just episode villain they come and they go, yeah, yeah. But I, the big two for me, um, from the, like the prequels, are Dooku and Grievous. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I feel like Dooku is kind of one of those other missed opportunities. You yeah. know, he's a fallen Jedi. He becomes a Sith, and they. Like, we hardly get any of that. Yeah. You know, there's no background in the movies. You know, I'm sure back in the EU there was stuff that explored that. But, you know, in the movies or in the Clone Wars series, we still don't get a lot of background. He's just kind of the second in command, pulling some strings, trying to kind of build up his own support. But it doesn't really go anywhere. Um Grievous is just kind of, you know, this creepy droid thing that you know has a bunch of arms and can wield a bunch of lightsabers but other than being scary looking and uh, you know yeah he is not i mean he's he's mostly more comedic because he's always running away when he knows that he's not gonna win so i feel like those those two villains were not used very effectively
1: well now that you're putting it that way I would say the whole prequel era as a whole prequel movies, shows, what have you books they all kind of struggled that way there's not a memorable there's like one or two from the series that I I dug
2: yeah we can talk about that in a minute because I've got a name that I want to discuss. Okay, uh,
1: I got one too.
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm. Conti- mm-hmm. do you want to continue with your thought about?
1: <laughs> um, no, I, I want to agree with you that the prequel era is filled with a lot of missed opportunities that pretty much went nowhere as far as their villains are concerned. You didn't have a, and you didn't have a cool villain. Yeah, like, uh, you didn't have a cool villain again until Anakin. Turn to the dark side, then all of a sudden he's slaughtering children and killing his friends. You're like, oh my god. Oh my god, this is terrible. Well, before that, he just had, Count Dooku, I am evil, but I'm not going to do anything.
2: So I I would say, and we'll see if we agree, I would say that, that one villain who pretty much shows up in the Clone Wars, today I think did become very interesting, was Asajj Ventress. Um, after know, I,
1: she stopped being Dooku's lapdog.
2: Well, yeah. See, so that's kind of what I'm saying, and it it actually doesn't really have anything to do with Dooku. It's more, I mean, I guess it does because her story is involved with his. But I mean, to me, you know, yeah, she kind of starts out as this one dimensional, you know, dark side force user. She's, you know, she's there to wreck havoc, and then as the series goes on we learn more about her background, you know, that she was a night sister, that she was picked up by a Jedi knight who was killed, you know, wasn't I guess a true padawan in the sense, and so then she turns to the dark side. Um, you know, so it's maybe kind of a case of like she got this tragic backstory, but it it helped shape to see what shaped her character and then as she decided that now she wasn't going to put up with Dooku anymore and kind of broke free of that and became also in a sense like Maul, kind of in this gray area looking out for herself. I feel that that made her a lot more interesting in the end than just being random dark side force user.
1: So could we say that the prequel era had good antagonists, but not good villains? Antagonist doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad guy. You're just yeah. opposing.
2: Um yes, I could I could agree with that.
0: I want to go back to to um to talk about her just a little bit more. I Oh yeah. I, I think that and Adrian, you probably brought this up on another episode of our podcast that her character was never really scary. She always seemed like she was in over her head, but trying to make it look like she was under control, mm-hmm. and I remember, and that, so yeah. she, she always seemed to me like a character that, um, I, I mean, she's definitely bad, but not, not a good scary character. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we keep going back to that to that whole scary thing. Yeah. Is, is, you know, fear being, being scary, is that something that all good villains have?
0: I, I would argue yes. Yeah, I'm going to have to say yes. And it, and it can be scary for different reasons. The look, mm-hmm. like to me, Darth Maul is scary. I mean, he looks like the devil horns, red and black <laughs> face, uh, uh, orange eyes, and gnarly, ugly teeth. <laughs> he's that's scary. You walk up and if he shows up at a club at, after midnight, you're going to be like leaving the club because you know trouble's <laughs> going to go down, right?
2: Yeah, for um, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, that's I mean that's scary, and then you throw in that he's just completely savage in his fighting and just lets the the anger flow through him, and it's part of his his uh, fighting style. Um yet he's got so much training and and you know his martial arts skills were pretty uh, Ray Park did a great job. Let's just put it at that point. Um, mm. I mean, totally scary character, but like we just said, um, so physically scary, physically scary, imposing, visually Impose- scary,
1: physically imposing yeah, yep.
0: okay, yep um whereas um like Palpatine. Is the different the other kind of scary? Man, he's both. (laughs) Well, I mean, not (laughs) right. Not as Senator Palpatine. He's not physically scary. He's not visually scary. Mm -hmm. Now he is when he's the Empire Emperor and like Mm -hmm. he's got that ugly old prune face. But (laughs) but when he's manipulating people to their face. And playing the game, um, God, that's that's a different level of scary, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something.
1: It's something I really didn't. I don't know if I didn't. I probably didn't pick up on it. You know, just because you know I was a kid. I just right ooh, lightsabers. Ooh, space flight. Right. But yeah. as you grow older and you start taking in all the subtleties and all the political aspects of the franchise, as a kid, I couldn't care less about Tarkin. As an example, same here. Uh, now older, whenever I read a book and he shows up, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, "It's Tarkin." Yeah, that's yeah. my reaction. It's like, okay, Tarkin's in the house. What's he gonna do? When he showed up in Rebels, I'm like, "Ooh,
2: yeah." yeah. I mean, and I think I think that yeah, that kind of as you go o- grow older, you know, you you kind of shift. Yeah, what what is scary to you? And certainly when you compare Vader. Tarkin as a kid, Vader is the more imposing. He's got the mask, the cape. You know, you don't, you know, he's like a bad dude. Now, you know, go ahead. Tarkin is sorry. Tarkin is like a kind of, you know, you're like, well, you know, you can see his face. So, you know, comparing the two when you're a child, obviously Vader's going to seem scarier, but. As you grow older, you know, yeah, I would agree. Tarkin definitely has that just kind of cold-bloodedness that I think as an adult, you're kind of like, that's the guy that's really going to, you know, mess things up. If you cross him, you'll be cut dead. He's a scrawny old
1: man, but when he shows up, you're
0: like, whoa, he's just as imposing as Vader.
2: Now,
0: the character that is the perfect amalgam of those two um, traits...
2: Mm-hmm. Thrawn. Aha. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. where you were going with that. <laughs> I
1: was waiting for Thrawn to show up in this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a great yes.
1: villain
0: character. Agreed. He's so smart. And, uh, and he's, I mean, we saw what he did in Rebels with those training droids. He obviously can mm-hmm. fight. Um,
2: beat up Callus pretty oh, well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, What a great villain character. And that's what that series needed so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors
0: were not that. The sister sister was a cool female villain, though.
2: Which we have only seen. Yeah, which we have only seen a few of um, throughout the. The kind of Star Wars properties. So. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she was very ruthless Mm -hmm. and, and smart. Yeah. Um, so scary in that combination of, you know, she had the, the physical, you know, force abilities, but then also just kind of that very cold blooded, smart, ruthless killer behavior that made her that deadly combination. Mm hmm. Adrian, I'm I'm curious. So then, so so my my villain from the Clone Wars that I liked as time went on was Asajj. Who okay. who were you thinking of?
1: Um, I, I also wanted to bring up Asajj mm-hmm. for the same reasons. I think we even touched upon her a bit in a previous episode. Yeah, but I think like an actual. Holy crap! Did this guy just do this type of villain in Clone Wars? The only time I ever felt, besides Maul, was really effective was uh, General Krill.
2: Oh. I'm glad you brought up
0: Krill because I've been trying God, to remember his how, name.
2: How could I forget that? Yeah. I'm, like, that guy myself. was
0: twisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yes, and and that is actually so. Contrast Krell with Dooku two guys who started out they were jedi and then they both fell to the dark side and yet krell is so much more effectively used Mm -hmm. than dooku and it's much creepier and much more insidious and much more awful to watch and maybe because we don't Uh see it as much with dooku on screen and he kind of remains this character but like krell like you oh Ugh, I have I have like chills just thinking about Krell. Like, Krell. Krell is
1: what Dooku
0: should have been.
2: Yes, I would agree with that. And he, yes, good choice, Adrian. Yeah,
0: totally, choice. totally good choice. <laughs> good
1: pull. I mean, I, I didn't like him. I remember first when I were, was, was first seeing that arc, I didn't really like him. But when he turned the clones on each other, <sighs> I was like, whoa whoa that was well played that was masterful yeah you are a true bastard yeah i want to see what we're gonna do with you i um i knew we weren't gonna see him in the movies or anything like that so right uh but i would say i would argue that krill is arguably the most effective villain out of the animated canon in star wars Mm mm-hmm
2: that that's a yeah that's a really good choice because it it definitely starts out you know he's supposedly one of the good guys Mm -hmm. but you know you kind of you don't really like him you know because he's kind of a jerk and then it just becomes this you know like kind of full on where the viewer sees like oh i you know this can only this isn't good and the you know but like the the clones are only just starting to catch on that something is perhaps seriously wrong and then yeah like you said it all just goes to hell um really horribly sadly but also really like well done and (laughs) also (laughs) like scream at your tv
1: (laughs) krell is also a a good example of what i would have liked anakin to become uh in the prequels instead Mm -hmm. of what we got Mm -hmm. i think that would have been a much more effective use of anakin and in retrospect Mm-hmm. Um I remember back in the day my friends and I were, we were you know a couple of little fourth graders, what do we know? But we were all thinking that Anakin was gonna turn to the dark side in episode two. This was episode two was right around the corner. And we thought, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be Darth Vader in this one now. Obviously that didn't happen. Right. And, you know, again, that's the story, whatever. But thinking back, how cool would that have been if Anakin did fall in episode two? But he doesn't become, you know, the imposing Vader we all know and love until the end of Episode 3. So you would have had this dark side Jedi for a while as part of the Order. Krill is a lot of... Is Dooku, is Anakin. It's a, Krell is an answer to a lot of missed opportunities for me. And I'm sad that we didn't get that kind of twistedness again from, from Star Wars. I'm, uh, arguably until... I guess The Force Awakens, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely, if they had decided to go that route with Anakin, and I mean, I don't necessarily want to... I mean, like, I feel like an- discussing Anakin's fall could be its own episode, um, <laughs> you know, and, and how how well that story did play out or what we wanted, but yeah, Krell, Krell is a great villain, and definitely... Um, I agree, it could have... it could have been very if they had done something similar to that for for Anakin could have been very powerful. What about so then, mm, Go ahead. No, you you go first. I was
0: going to just bring up Jango Fett. <laughs> Thoughts about Jango
2: Fett. It's eh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the way I feel about the fets in general. Eh. Uh, you know, I guess technically he is a villain in Attack of the Clones because he's been hired by Dooku to to take out Padme, but you know he doesn't really come across as very menacing. I guess like he's just doing his job. So, I mean, it's not a nice job, but <laughs> 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 killing people. But you know, <sighs> you know he's he's just kind of there. I don't have a lot of strong feelings about Django. I don't really. I mean, in that movie, I don't really see him as the villain. Yeah, he's one of the bad guys, but he's just – I don't know. He's kind of well, a lower-level bad guy. So, Well,
1: he's like Maul. He really doesn't get any time to shine. He's remembered mostly because
0: of how he died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and being the father of all the clones. Yeah. yeah. And oh. Boba Fett. And Boba yeah. Fett.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. He's remembered for everything around him, not him – not something he actually did himself.
0: Ready, go, Cad Bane.
2: Love him. <laughs> I think it's the hat.
0: It's the hat.
1: You like the the space man in black from the westerns.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think I think what makes Cad Bane so again, we I think we see more of him, and I think what I like about Cad Bane, aside from his fashion sense, is that. <laughs> you know he's just ruthless like he does his job and he's he's good at it and he's actually one of the more effective bounty hunters that we see in the star wars universe i think personally um you can at me if you think i'm wrong um bring it on so <laughs> so you know i i like cad bane he was he's one of the fun you know see him every few episodes um I like I like when his episodes came up in the Clone Wars.
1: Cad Bane was one of those frustrating ones for me too because he was always as menacing or powerful enough as the plot plot required. He was strong enough to be able to give put up a fight against the Jedi, but at the end of the day you knew he was either going to get away or or arrested, you know. He 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 was he, he brought in a couple of fun episodes, though. I agree with that, too. But, I, I, again, I just really wouldn't... You think Bounty Hunter and Star Wars... You don't I go mean, right I... to Cad Bane. No, I mean, you think Boba Fett, you think Boss, G 88 you, th- you think all those first. Dengar. Dengar, yes. And then, like, oh, yeah, 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 Cad Bane's the one you always forget. But oh yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's cool too. That's Cad Bane to me.
2: Not to me. I love you, Cad Bane. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John?
0: Uh, you know there. There's a lot of good ones. Um, um and I think obviously there's there's going to be more to come. Um, Kylo Ren, I like to see him go straight crazy dark side. Um, that's
2: where that's where we're gonna go next. Yeah,
0: I do think that Snoke um, is gonna be. We haven't have we idea. haven't they seen expect from him. Yeah, we we haven't seen anything from Snoke yet, and I think we're we're about to. I think this is probably the movie where um, uh, Snoke will set up his his snare, so to speak. And really do some damage, and he'll use Kylo as that the instrument of that damage. Um, gosh, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited well, we're for on, that.
1: Well, we're on Kylo mm-hmm. now. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I don't see him as the whiny emo guy that the internet uh, paints him out to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. he he's supposed he, he's like a more effective Darth Maul. Like, what Darth Maul was supposed to be, this instrument of rage and and just chaos, you know, okay. that's what I kind of feel kind of happened. Whether it was intentional, you know, I doubt it. But uh, obviously because of his connection to, like, the main, you know, the main cast and all that, he has, he automatically gets a much more interesting backstory that way. But, I mean, just the way he was introduced in The Force Awakens, he stops a blaster bolt in the middle of the air, just Mm -hmm. the way he interrogates Poe. They set him up to be a menace. The tantrums, I thought were pretty cool. It just showed how unhinged this guy was. Yeah. I, I, I like Kylo as a villain. I do too. And then... And then, I mean, obviously, just actually killing off Han, spoiler alert. Right. um, It's just like, wow, wow, okay. You got Maul over here who's crying over his dead brother. Mm -hmm. No, you got this guy right here impaling his father. Right. After a very tender moment of reaching out to him. It's like, so... I, I I like Kylo. I really I really dig what they did with him in the Force Awakens. I could see why other people might not like him right off the bat, but I have a feeling that they're just going to take that and really grow on it. I in think the Last
0: Jedi. I think Kylo has the potential to be the next Admiral Trench.
2: I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing. That was a total <laughs> joke. <laughs> I was like,
0: wait, no, No. why? (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, another another unscary, Unkar Plutt, another unscary villain.
1: I wouldn't even call him a villain. He was just a scumbag.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's a villainous scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Quarter portion my hiney. Poggle the Lesser is is also <laughs> Poggle the Lesser, and not a very scary bad guy. Uh, I mean,
2: well, for I mean, going on that example, the Trade Federation, yeah, yeah, I was is technically, you know, Newt villainous. Gunray. <laughs>
1: the Gienosians are Hako. better villains than the Nimodians. Yeah. Not at at least the Geonosians, at least the Geonosians have those crazy brain worms that turn into a zombie. At least,
2: yeah,
0: at least, at least, Watt Tambor had that cool metal stuff going on his face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh, Star Wars, yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um,
0: Hondo Onaka, villain or not?
1: He's not a villain, no, he is not a villain.
2: He, he's what I, he's like that, like, you know, lawful, or not, lawful neutral or okay. neutral chaos, chaotic neutral okay. or something. That, right. That's Hondo okay. Onaka. You know, I, like, I totally get it. him on those.
0: I totally get because it. Because
2: he's not, like, he does some shady stuff that you're side-eyeing him for, like, really, Hondo. That's what you're going to do. But he's out for himself. He's not out to you know, kill other people unless they're trying to like steal from him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he's not, he's not going around assassinating people or trying to plot wars or, you know, he wants money, you know, and he's going to, he's going to steal it and he's going to hoard it because he's a pirate and he's going to do some bad things, but he's not, I guess his machinations to me fall short of making him, a true villain like he's out for himself
1: he's a selfish guy but he's yeah. not a malicious person he does try to avoid conflict when possible both for okay. his own sake but also it's like why do we need to start killing that's no one wins that way it's all about winning with him and no one wins if the blasters start going off mm-hmm. i wouldn't say he's a villain
0: okay i'm with you Antagonist for there. sure i'm with you on that <laughs> Um, Commander Cody. No. Yoda.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, huh? hey, okay. Hey, hey, Adrian. Yeah. That's <laughs>
0: Easy now. Easy.
2: <laughs> I mean, settle, for that point.
0: Settle down.
2: Uh uh-huh. I mean, you could look it's, at the whole Jedi Order as being. Um,
1: from my point of view, no, the Jedi no, are no, no, no,
2: <laughs>
0: no. It's start, all about the point of view. Don't start that malarkey again.
1: <laughs> well, we just gotta I'll have wind none up of that little, here John. none yeah. of that talk <laughs> just just watch we're gonna take that quiz at the end of this and cat Ray's gonna get yoda
0: <laughs> cat <Ray's> gonna get <laughs> somehow
1: you know, prince somehow she's gonna get yoda
0: I prince i don't think Z-Zor. yeah <laughs> whatever his name was
1: oh zezor <laughs> yeah it's a great video game shadows to them. yeah totally
0: and a great villain mm-hmm. yeah he was pretty cool that Not race. I that think. race was in Clone Wars, right? They were in the. They were in the, the Black Sun, the Darth Maul. Yeah, the Black Sun. Yeah.
1: They were in the Darth Maul comic too. Yeah, the yes. continuation of that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. they make they make appearances in the um, in the old EU, and even in the new in the comic books. I believe in the Han Solo book. I think the Black Sun. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly,
0: Gar Saxon. is another.
2: Ooh. Mm. Mand Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Previsla.
1: Right. Previsla was, I'd argue, more effective than. Yeah, no. Previsla was was cool. I mean, it just it just goes back to what I what I feel is. I mean, talking about it now, the prequel era had
0: villain problems. Well, I think Star Wars in general outside of Vader and and Palpatine you kind of say that.
2: Yeah, so Kylo I guess has kind potential. of Yeah, so kind of moving on, you know, we've we've kind of touched on on where they're going with the with the sequel trilogy. Um so with Kylo, Phasma, Snoke, Hux, um you know who do, who do we think's probably going to end up being i don't know i don't really want to say the the best but how do we how do we feel like that's going to shake out a little bit do we think we're going to we're going to get more into into some of these like cuz i mean personally i feel one it's early right you know it's kind of hard to say but like you know i would say that that right now, Phasma and Hux pale in comparison to some of the original trilogy. Like, I mean, for Hux, I would I would pull up, you know, like Tarkin, Tarkin. as a, and I find Tarkin to be much scarier and effective, more effective as a villain than Hux, who Hux even is though much he's much a- louder. He's yeah, and you know (laughs) he screams a lot. Yeah, and Tarkin's just got that you know kind of ruthless, and Hux is just kind of crazy and shouty. Hux
0: though has that ability to stir up his troops. I mean, that whole speech was about getting his troops, you know, like uh, ready to fight for for. The First Order and like really stirring up their emotions, their their anger and their their passion. He was building passion with the troops and um, that's scary. It's kind of a Hitler kind of scary. You know what I mean? But, But I agree. Tarkin, I think, is more. Well, let's let's think about it
1: objectively a bit here. right? All right. The Tarkin, let's just say all you've seen are the movies. Yeah. The, the, just the main movies, right? Not yeah. even the spinoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. We only got Tarkin in episode four. Right. It's not until you really get into some of the expanded stuff in the comics and books that you're like, okay, Tarkin's pretty ruthless. In the movie itself, he kind of comes off as, yeah, he's supposed to be this imposing guy, but is he
0: really? Well, he ordered the, the death movie. of a whole planet. I mean, you can yeah. you can kind of throw that like out there a little nothing. bit. Like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. Millions of innocent lives screaming out in anguish, anguish, or whatever that line is, and suddenly silenced.
2: I, I mean, I think with Tarkin, it's just that he's got the the quiet certainty yeah. that he's right, you know, and he knows.
0: We'll deal with and your you know, rebel with, friends later hmm Yeah.
2: And he can just, you know, coolly order the death of an entire planet yeah. without without even stopping without, to think about without, it. Without well didn't Hux
1: Didn't Hux t- order the destruction of an he, entire he solar system he with he an sure entire did. government body on it? You he bet did. he did. You bet he well, did. While he's
2: like screaming but, and red in the face. But right. And yeah. <laughs> acting like a lunatic so i mean mean, he's
1: passionate about it like tarkin he believes in it it's just the way they go about it is differently different demeanors
0: totally the same passions totally yeah
2: it it is but
0: i mean at this point they're pretty much the same character with just coming from a different emotion
1: yes Mm -hmm. that's what i'm trying to say i think hux is just as effective as tarkin at this point just with the movies in mind yeah
0: no, I, I'm i I'm with you on that. You sold me
2: 100%. I but, guess we'll see where it
0: goes. But, <laughs> but the one benefit that mm-hmm. uh, Hux has is that there's two more movies coming. Exactly.
2: If he doesn't die. Yeah. Die. Die, Hux. Die.
0: Now, you can roll Tarkin into Rogue One, and now you've got two movies – to see, you know what he's all about, but I'd still say he was more ruthless in A New Hope than he was in Rogue One.
2: He didn't need to pull it all out yet. Yeah.
0: Well, let's see. In Rogue One, he he cut he cut the Krennic destruction down. Of a
1: city. Yeah, with a bunch of innocent people, and he shot at his own
0: base. <laughs> But in a new hope, he blew up a whole planet. Yeah, a peaceful planet,
2: no weapons. <laughs> With no weapons.
0: With yep. no weapons.
1: Remember Alderaan, Never forget. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll I'll stay by it though. All right. Remember remember Alderaan? Remember the Hosnian system. Okay. Yeah. No, you're oh, right. You're uh, totally right.
2: I just think I I'm I'm waiting for more. I mean
1: And like John said, we are getting more you, you, I, yeah. yes,
2: and I I so I'm I'm hoping they go somewhere with that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like yes, Hux does reflect that kind of fanatical, passionate um evil that, you know, is prevalent in, in World War II. Um and so Yes, to a certain extent, that, you know, is effective. And it certainly, as a parallel, you know, it's a pretty glaringly obvious parallel. But I still...
1: So, is, to me, it's sounding like you think detached coldness is more chilling than raw emotion.
2: Uh, in in certain ways, yeah. Um...
1: You prefer Jason or Michael Myers over Freddy Krueger.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe I would if I had seen any of those movies. Oh, no um, way. Come
0: on. <laughs> uh, come on. You're an 80s child, please. <laughs> you haven't seen
2: any of those movies? No. Wow.
1: Sean Boyd, what are we going to do with her, man? <laughs>
2: In any case, we can still be on. friends. She
1: still loves Star Wars. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> now, we're, now we're still friends, but what are you gonna do with her? <laughs> I know, yeah.
2: But I mean, I guess I guess contrast Hux with Kylo, who I found more scary in the movie. I you know, I guess Kylo also has that passion. And maybe it's because he's lashing out physically, you know, he's got the lightsaber. He seems also equally unhinged. I don't know. But like comparing the two of them, I find Kylo to be scarier than Hux. But you're right. Maybe in in the long term, it's actually Hux we should be worried about because he's got that fervor to inspire the troops and get them to bend them to his will. So, you know, maybe in the long term, you know, Hux will actually end up being the scarier one. Plus, Hux is
0: the punk-ass kid. <laughs> well,
2: they're both kind of punk-ass kids, but...
1: Yeah. yeah well, him and Kylo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hux is much younger than what's Harkin. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, good point. Very, very good point.
0: Yeah. Um, here's a question for both of you. Who's yeah. scarier, Boba Fett, Or Captain Phasma? Phasma?
2: Yeah, I think I've got to go with Phasma. didn't have to
0: think about
1: it. And I'll tell you why. Okay. She actually does something. Okay. Not much, but something. What did she do? So, she ordered the... On Kylo's command or whatever, but, you know, they execute the whole Jakku village at the beginning. Did she fire her weapon? No, but she was there. Okay, All right. We well,
2: don't see her. She might have
0: Boba Fett. Boba Fett fires weapons. Yeah, but yeah, he never but hits anything.
2: And he's pretty useless.
0: But he Han fires. Solo accidentally
1: takes him out. Accidentally right. takes him out. Right. The the biggest Boba Fett's biggest you know claim to fame is delivering Han to Jabba the Hood, Uh-huh. which Vader and, organized, not him. Right. Vader's like, okay, here you go, you can take well, him. Well, he tracked him down for Vader. He tracked him down, but... It's part of bounty hunting. I see Fa- Phasma got her hands a little dirtier than Boba, even though Boba did Boba, fire his weapons Boba, a few times.
0: Boba was in the shootout leaving Bespin, and Boba was in the shootout at the Sarlacc Pit. And fired his weapons in both of those instances.
2: And then got eaten by a tentacle monster. Then
0: got eaten by a
1: tentacle monster. He was there in both those instances, but he didn't change the events. Phasma actually, Phasma being on Jakku at the beginning led to the death of an entire village.
0: Well, Kylo did.
1: Kylo uh, did. Arguably.
0: Kylo did. Kylo did. (laughs) That was Kylo. That was not Phasma. (laughs) Kylo was going to have it done whether Phasma was there or not.
2: Uh, yeah, I think we need to see more from Phasma. I think, and then she and gets dumped
0: she in a garbage really chute. Cool. Uh,
2: yeah, which we also <laughs> don't see, and escapes, which we also don't see. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I think I think that's definitely a, a dropped opportunity. Yeah. In that in that aspect, and so I'm hoping in the next movies, uh, in in the Last Jedi and in episode nine that we see these villains explored a little bit more. Cause I, I honestly, I feel like it's hard to make judgment calls like, Oh, Snoke is the mysterious overlord. Kind of like the emperor. Yeah. Okay. He's evil. I get it. You know, Kylo, I think has the opportunity to be a really interesting villain given his background Mm -hmm. and what snippets we know. But again, I think it needs to be explored. You know, Hux has got that, that crazy fanatical fervor of, you know, like the true believer or whatever. And then you got Phasma who's like the enforcer again, I guess kind of like almost like Maul, except I don't think we see quite as much rage. Um, But I, I just, I would say that, you know, we've only had one movie and I don't think any of them have really been explored enough at this point Mm -hmm. for me to make kind of, hard judgments i mean i can say well yeah i don't really like them because that's because like their character is even like i don't really like hux maybe he'll as a villain he'll grow on me um i mean i don't really like kylo either but i think he as a villain is more interesting so
1: well okay well think of it this way though uh to go- going back to john's original question right when you said boba fett Cat Ray and I both smiled and kind of laughed to ourselves. Right. That was our initial reaction to what With It, the moment he said his name. Then when he said Phasma, she just straight up darted out of my mouth, like, yeah, Phasma. What, is, what does that mean, you know? Just w- when one character's name evokes laughter and the other one's like, oh, yeah, she was there when they celebrate a the whole village. Did
0: Phasma fire her weapon at. Maz's castle.
2: Was she there?
0: I don't think she was there. I thought
2: that was just Kylo and his yeah. like cadre of stormtroopers. I didn't think, think she was there.
1: I think she was on Starkiller base at that point. Okay. Don't get me wrong though, I mean I have a Boba Fett shirt, so I, I oh, like sure. I like the I like, yeah. the, I like yeah. the concept of Boba Fett. I like the idea of Boba
0: Fett. But he is well, not my But outside of yeah. the holiday special. Nothing to write (laughs) home about.
2: I mean, and I think... (laughs) think You wrote a dinosaur, I'm just saying! (laughs) He
0: did, he
1: did. That was pretty cool.
2: I just... You know, the other thing with Boba Fett is that there's, you know, kind of like the nostalgia factor and then what we've learned in Clone Wars about his his childhood. And, I don't know, Boba Fett doesn't really do it for me as a villain. I mean... Again, I think it's kind of a missed opportunity. Like it, there was an opportunity there to kind of make him like the ruthless ha- bounty hunter. Absolutely, you know, you know, someone, someone like Cad Bane, except with a cape. Um, you know, <laughs> smart, capable, ruthless <laughs> bounty hunter. But even with like his tragic backstory, he just—I don't know—for some reason, it just doesn't coalesce into a very effective villain
1: and it's just knowing how me. he goes out he goes out like a punk and he just can't take him seriously
2: <laughs> maybe and maybe that's part of it is that i think
1: that's a lot of it try you talk, to, about, you talk about nostalgia right like old school young childhood feelings that's where it stems from you laugh when he dies so now you whenever he shows up again you laugh you have that same feeling that nostalgia
0: <laughs> feeling the sarlacc burps
2: wasn't wasn't that a special edition edition? it happened though yeah (laughs) doesn't help doesn't help poor Boba Fett
1: the sarlacc passed a gas bubble after it ate Boba Fett right
0: (laughs) must be the cloth parts (laughs) of the armor
2: yeah (laughs) All right. well (laughs) do you do either of you guys have any Final thoughts on anything Whoa. about about villains in the Star Wars universe.
0: Oh, I'm just gonna circle back to the very beginning statement. Darth Vader. That's Vader is the all time scariest villain in cinematic history. Um,
2: even with his dad jokes.
0: Y- even with Especially the dad with jokes. His dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I, I wanted to go
1: back uh, to the beginning too to bring it back full circle. Yeah. Vader even at his worst, is incredibly effective. Yep. I mean, we let's break it down a bit here, right? But Like I said earlier, as a kid, he's the boogeyman to you. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this huge, faceless man. What's underneath the mask? Oh, my God, he's choking the guy without even touching him. Oh, no, he broke that guy's neck because he was touching him. You know, he's just this, this menace. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back builds on that. He's actually killing a lot of his subordinates, these high ranking members yeah. of the Empire. But they're high ranking, but to him, they're just, you know, whatever. Fought oh, you, em. they're fodder. You, you screwed up our plan. <coughs> hey, you got a promotion. You scuff my boot. <coughs> hey, you got a promotion. You know, yeah. it's just yeah, totally. literally anything. Yeah. S- then he goes into the lightsaber fight, right? With Luke. He. Just kicking his butt like crazy cuts off oh, his hand
2: toying with him i he's mean really with him, when you look he... at it like he's he's just so over overmatched or luke is so overmatched well i mean even like...
0: even the uh the uh dinner guest scene with han solo <laughs> deflects oh, the blaster that. bolt mm-hmm. grabs the weapon from across the room grabs the blaster mm-hmm. i mean he's just so chill about it that he's yeah like, hey, and he's like stop it We'd be delighted if you could join us. You know, it's like, whoa!
1: But then, but then, after he was playing with Luke, right, back to the yeah. lightsaber fight, yeah, yeah, he yeah. abuses this poor kid so much. And then, oh, by the way, I'm your dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I mean, as a kid, again, you're like, what is going on? Dads aren't supposed to do that to this their kids. This is me
0: going light on you because I'm your father.
1: Yeah. Are you scared yet? <laughs> Don't worry.
0: We'll get you a new a new hand. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: And then, in Return of the Jedi, you know it's the same thing. He still he hasn't really changed. We know he has this relationship with Luke, and he's still trying. There's there's a conflict there now, obviously, with you know his loyalty to the Emperor and the love for his son. Yes, Mm -hmm. so so we start getting a little
0: humanization with the monster.
1: Well, I mean, for 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 a bit there, His loyalty to the emperor
0: was was gone. He was planning on overthrowing the emperor and ruling the galaxy as father and son. He said it in the previous movie. So, his loyalty to the emperor was I mean, he'd been thinking about this for a while, and he was, I mean, power hungry, right? Just waiting for his chance to overthrow the emperor. Now he's got it. When you find loyalty
1: to the emperor, loyalty to the dark side, then. Okay. All right. Totally. Yeah. Because even then he told Luke in Return of the Jedi, yeah, it's too late for me. Then he throws his lightsaber at him. Right. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would argue, I don't think, I don't think Vader actually wanted to rule some the galaxy so much as that he wanted Luke. Um, and so he's offering that. But anyway, different conversation. Okay. Yeah. No, um, I,
0: I see that point.
2: But, but you know, at, at Yeah. So uh,
1: Vader is like the perfect mix of a lot of the points we've talked about. Totally, he's terrifying. That yep. scene in Rogue One shows that he's still terrifying even forty years later. Yep, to adults that have seen him since they were kids. Right, he's got a human side to him that even even with some of the you know weirder parts of the pre- prequels, you know, concerning Anakin, we still get a sense, at least a vague sense of who he was. And it's, and it's enhanced even more if you follow the Clone Wars and read the comics and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. He, like John said, he's he's a great cinematic villain, one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. But he's also a character, which is what yeah. a lot of these other ones are missing. Yeah. For me. And a lot of the points we keep bringing up, no character, no character.
2: Yeah. I mean, even though there are definitely problems with Anakin's yes. fall and the way that it was handled, the fact that we we see that and him starting out as this innocent child and falling into darkness, you know, I think it just goes to show how how twisted people can become, and you know, definitely just exactly from, just from going from just kind of being this iconic boogeyman you know scary scary look scary powers to to getting more of a convenient because i think we could argue in a new hope you know he's a scary guy but you know there's hints that there's more there but you know we don't we don't get a lot obviously until until the rest of the trilogy and so i think that that's one of the the What what helps to make Vader so effective is not only does he look scary, but then he's got this incredibly interesting backstory that helps make him into the the character that he is. And that kind of brings it all together.
1: You know, it's like, say what you will about the way it was executed. But this, the tragedy of Darth Vader is a gifted, wonderful little boy that cared about people, just wanted to do the right thing. That turned into this amazing warrior that still just wanted to do the right thing, but had some emotional problems that were then uh, taken advantage of by a...
2: Exploited.
1: Exploited by a evil third party that turned him into this monster that made him destroy everything he cared about. I mean, again, how it was executed, questionable, but that's the gist of it. And that's a great, great, great story for a villain. I think. And there's yeah. not one like it. It's 40 years in the making. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Went well, 2005, episode three. That was pretty much the full circle. So maybe not 40. What was that? Like 30? <laughs>
2: uh, t- uh, math. Yeah. Math. 28. 28? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a character <laughs>
1: villain. It's a character arc that many years in the making.
2: Definitely one of the all time Aside from being probably the greatest Star Wars villain, just one of the all-time movie villains. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, are we are we ready for our quiz then? Let's do.
0: Uh, let's take the quiz. I'm pulling out my uh, my trusty iPhone here, and we are going to begin the quiz from Zimbio.com. All right. All right. Um, question number one. Um, and do you do you both also have the quiz in front of you?
2: I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Sorry, I thought I, I thought I had it. just it right. disappeared on me. So wait, 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 wait. Where is it? Where is it? Is
0: it there it is. Adrian, hold up, I'm pulling it up as well. Okay.
2: Now, are we actually giving our answers? Let's give our or? answers
0: for each question. <laughs> we'll we'll go in turn, and then at the end, <laughs> we'll all. Um,
2: like, Kind of want to keep it anonymous. Take turns on <laughs>
0: oh, come on on who which villain which Star Wars villain we all are. Okay, and then let's let's put a link to this quiz on our Facebook page. Um, Sounds good. So that, that'll be your question.
1: You know that the response. Yeah. What your results? That's what you. Gotta, there you go.
0: That's our quotes. question for the contest. What are your <laughs> results of the Zimbio Star quiz? Wars quiz? Yeah. yeah. Well, my iPhone is
1: being dumb, so I guess I'll just have to use my noisy computer. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sean, are you going to read the questions? Yeah,
0: I'll read the questions. And then I'll read read the answers. And then we'll take turns picking our answer. All right. All right. And we'll go Cat Ray first. Adrian, myself. Okay. In, In that order.
2: All right. All right.
0: Let me know when you're both ready. Good to go. Go for it. Question number one: How did you find your way to the dark side? Answer: I was born for it. I was seduced by it. I'm a true believer. It just pays the bills. Cat. Uh,
2: I was seduced by it.
0: Adrian. <laughs> It just pays the bills. Okay. I am also seduced by the dark side. (laughs) What kind of ticket did you buy when you saw The Force Awakens? Was it an adult ticket? A senior ticket? Other? Or haven't seen it, no clue what I'm doing here?
2: (laughs) Uh, Adult.
0: I I think we're all... Adults here. Adults Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Question
0: number three asks us to choose our weapon. Uh, The first one is a lightsaber. The second one is a a double-bladed lightsaber. Third is cross-guard lightsaber. Fourth is the force. Then a blaster. And... A whole bunch of stormtroopers with the um, underlying message, I rely on minions to fight for me. Kat.
2: Uh, I'm going with lightsaber.
0: Adrian. I, too, will go with lightsaber. That makes three of us. I mean, that's like the coolest weapon in all of (laughs) Mm sci-fi. Although the force, I'm tempted, but I got to go lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Question number four. What's your judgment About evil people. The answers are some people are just born evil. Number two is everyone can be saved. And the third option is what do
2: I know? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with some people are just born evil. I'll
1: go with everyone can be saved.
0: I I like both those answers.
2: I know right. So I'm going to yeah. go
0: with what do I know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dare to be different. Oh, John. sure, why
0: not. Well, this is this this ensures that all three of us will have a different outcome. At least slightly. Maybe, let's see. Possibly. Question 5. Given the chance, how would you rule? <laughs> By myself with absolute power. With the help of powerful allies, through fear and intimidation, or I'm not the ruling type, but don't mess with me.
2: I'm going with through fear and intimidation. Whoa!
0: Okay, then. (laughs) I'll go with I'm not the ruling type, but don't mess with me. And um, to paraphrase the Beatles, I get by with a little help from my powerful allies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> question six what you like to wear on your head a helmet of some kind i like a hoodie um no thanks or don't go near my flowing locks
2: <laughs> well i think it's pretty obvious which one i'm choosing don't go near my flowing locks. all right
0: okay <laughs>
1: You know, I love winter mainly because I get to wear hoodies. Okay. So,
0: so that's your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't care for helmets, um, but I like to wear like a baseball hat, and that's not an option here. So I'm also going to go with hoodies. Then there's an advertisement, which you can skip. <laughs> 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 I guess you both experience the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number seven, when you meet a new crowd of people, how do you act? I blend in pretty well. I talk a lot to overcompensate. I'm pretty (laughs) quiet in most situations. I yell at everyone until they listen to me. I take off to be with myself. I stare at people trying to blow up their heads with my mind. Or I just start breathing heavy. (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm going with I'm pretty quiet in most situations.
1: Damn, you know, this one's hard because, you know, I'm also pretty quiet in most situations, but I also tend to take off or start breathing heavily. (laughs) 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 I'll go with I'm pretty quiet in most situations, too. Okay.
0: I have a choice to make, and it's either I talk a lot to overcompensate, but I think it's just because I talk a lot anyway, or... (laughs) I yell at everyone until they listen to me, but more <laughs> like I yell so that people will pay attention to me. That's kind of, let's go with that one. I, All right. I yell at everyone so that they pay attention to me, which means they listen to me. Okay. Question eight What is your dirty secret? I betrayed my family. I lie a lot. I've changed a lot over the years for worse. My teeth are gross. I'll do anything (laughs) for money.
2: Uh, I'm going with I lie a lot. Okay. I knew it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with
0: I've changed a lot over the years for worse. Ooh. I'm going to go with, I betrayed my family. And I can say that because my family lives in upstate New York, or they did, when I left them all to move to Oregon. (laughs) And some of those people probably felt betrayed when I left. So I'll go with that one. Question nine, what kind of home do you prefer? Something modern? Something rustic? Anywhere there's a giant chair for me, or I'm home wherever I lay my head.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with something modern.
0: Ditto for me, something okay. modern. Huh? All right. I'm going to go with giant chair. <laughs> I like a lazy boy. I'm not going to lie. True that. Yeah. Um, number 10, how angry are you? Meh. Not much faces me. I just threw my cat across the room. I'm going to raise the volume of my voice now. I want to <laughs> smash everything. Anything else? And lastly, I don't get angry. I get even. Ooh.
2: Um. Just being a mom, I kind of got to go with I'm going to raise the volume of my voice now. Okay.
0: All right. Adrian. And I think
1: I'm going to throw cat across the room. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa.
2: Harsh, dude. How do you feel about that, cat? <laughs> hurts my feelings. <laughs> um, well,
1: it's a good thing you didn't go with that much phases me, then.
0: Yeah. I, I actually have choices to make again. <laughs> really, it takes a lot to make me angry. Um... A whole lot. But when I do, I usually get loud. Um, and then sometimes when I'm pushed real far, I do actually physically have to break something. But typically, I don't get angry. But I do hold a grudge. So I'm going to say I don't get angry, I get even.
2: Mm, scary, yeah. Scary, very scary. Yeah.
0: Number 11. 11. What should we do with the villagers? (laughs) Kill them all. That's the first one. Let's tell them we'll let them go, and then we'll kill them all. There are no pacts between gods and men. Into the pit of carcoon. Or I don't make these decisions.
2: I'm going to go with there are no pacts between gods and men.
0: Dang.
1: Hmm. I'm going to go with I don't make these decisions.
0: I am also going to go with there are no <laughs> packs between gods and men.
1: Some people got a god complex over here. In <laughs>
0: um,
2: That's right. You better believe it. <laughs> this one I should just be threw you
0: across the room. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Don't mess with the boy. Um, this next one should be pretty easy. Uh, question 12 is which of these colors? Do you want to wear black, red, brown, or gray?
2: I'm going to go with red.
0: Black. Like my soul. I wear a lot of black and I wear a lot of gray. And I'm a fan of the red wings. And don't it make my brown eyes blue and blue is my favorite color. (laughs)
2: This is very complicated. It
0: is, yeah. I'll go... Uh, Since it's a villain quiz, I'll go black.
1: I love the thought you're putting into it, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then another advertisement we can skip. Until question 13 of 13. If we forced your family to say something bad about you, which of these words would come the closest? Quiet? Angry? arrogant benedict arnold go cat go
2: uh i'll say angry
0: okay adrian i'm going to go with i'm going to go with quiet okay and me not even a second thought arrogant <laughs> so that should give us our answers to the quiz indeed mm-hmm. i will we're going to take a We're going to take a screenshot.
2: Oh, good call. Okay. Good call. All right. Now we should guess.
0: Okay. All right. Cat guess mine.
2: Um I'm going to go with Kylo Ren for you, John. Okay,
0: all right. Adrian guess cat. Cat
1: I'm going to go with Darth Maul.
0: Okay, and I'll guess Adrian. I'm going to say Darth Vader. Okay, Adrian, what'd you get? (laughs) Nice.
1: Yep. I am Vader. Again, I always get Vader on these things. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. You were on a righteous path before tragedy and the lure of ultimate power turned you to the dark side. You rule through fear and intimidation. Those with a lack of faith disturb you. <laughs> 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 and you have no problem doling out punishment when needed. Despite this, you haven't forgotten your past and that vulnerability makes you more human than some would assume. There is still good in you.
0: Ah, there's still good in you, Adrian!
1: It's too late for me, Joe.
0: Cat, <laughs> <laughs> how about you?
2: Uh, you may fire when ready, ooh, ooh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Ooh, wow, you've led a long life and carry the experience of your years like an iron fist, doling out intimidation whenever threatened. You're a natural leader, however, and your troops will follow you to the death. Cunning and ruthless, you lie to get what you want without regret.
0: Ooh,
1: wow. I can see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I surely wish I didn't get the one I got um, Mm -hmm. for the sake of the podcast. Uh, I wish I got something different. Uh, But I secretly am also very happy with what I got because – It's the one I wanted. (laughs) Darth Vader. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got two Darth Vaders and Tarkin that run the show here. That's got to scare all the other podcasts out there.
2: I'm just saying. (laughs) Watch out.
0: (laughs) We got Tarkin, but then there's
1: two Vaders. Not not
0: one. Not one of the scariest villain of all cinematic history.
2: Two of us. It's a good thing I, I got Tarkin, otherwise we'd just be overwhelmed by the dark side. Oh,
0: totally, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: wow, I wonder how that happened, though. You and me picked a... We didn't pick all the same ones. Well, we
0: picked the same color. That probably <laughs> has a lot yeah. to do with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and we going to get the light- with that both- hoodie We all three picked the lightsaber as the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know, because we had a lot different. We had a lot of different answers, you and I did. Um, but we wound up with the same choice.
2: Mm-hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Certainly. Well,
1: like John, I am pretty freaking excited for mine. Right. It's, it's the one I always secretly hope.
0: Cause... I mean, at, at least I'm not Jabba the Hut,
1: right?
2: Oof, oh, God.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh...
2: what,
1: what, what if one of us did get Jabba and we're just lying?
2: We that have would the be screenshots to prove yeah, it. Yeah, I got oh, okay. my
0: screenshot here. So,
2: all right, yeah. Post post them on uh, Twitter, social media. All right, yeah, Instagram. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, there's a button on it that says "Share on Facebook." We could do that. That's okay. I just did it. <laughs> I-
2: <laughs> oh, too funny! Well, that's. It's interesting that we all O T villains.
1: Yeah, true debt. Yeah,
2: Uh, hard to know. I don't know what all the answers were. So right. It's also Uh, uh, like. How
1: do you feel about yours, Kat?
0: Do you feel like a moth?
2: (laughs) Moth. Moth.
0: Moth. Do you feel like a grand moth?
2: (laughs) Totally. Uh, No. Do you you feel like a good more like a
0: grand foffer.
2: If you um. If you ever play chicken foot dominoes with me, Whoa. uh I'm a pretty freaking ruthless okay. uh domino player. Right. I will I will burn it all to the ground okay. in all an right. effort to win. So okay. um I think Tarkin is actually pretty uh pretty much up my alley, although it, I did take another quiz adrian earlier and i did get darth maul so th- you were not you were not all that far off
0: <laughs> i took really? another i took another quiz earlier <laughs> and i got the emperor
2: Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, could, mm. I could see that <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> well She's you know calling you, you a
1: prune face bro no. yeah I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: thinking I about will, uh, you know John using his dulcet tones to manipulate and uh, <laughs> he did answer one of those questions as arrogant which i, I think yeah. you know the emperor oh, yeah. was uh, you know he was overconfident and arrogant Oh at my the
0: end, my, so. my wife will tell you about my arrogant side <laughs> Well that wraps up that segment what do you say we uh blast things um with a little attack of the fandom attack!
2: Technically, this has already been brought up, but I finally got the chance to see Spider-Man this past (laughs) weekend while I was on my vacation, Uh, and it was great. It was freaking awesome. I love it. Like, I think I'm a a Spider-Man reconvert. I don't know. Is that possible? Sure, totally. I had kind of given up on the Spider-Man movies before. I know I mentioned it when when Adrian talked about Spider-Man. I'd kind of given up. I was tired. And I went and saw this with some friends and it 's just such such a, a a good sweet i mean I say sweet, but you know it 's just it 's very likable. Tom Holland plays very likable Peter Parker. I like that they pick up as he 's kind of learning to cope with his abilities, and we you know kind of bypass the origin story. There's a lot of humor in it. There's really good action scenes. Um, I was actually genuinely surprised at a couple of moments. So I'm giving Spider-Man, my Attack of the Fandom for this week, uh, super enjoyable movie. I'm Now I need to go back and watch Civil War, even though I know he's only got like the little blip in it. Um, and I'm looking forward to see the sequels.
0: Well, in Civil War, his little blip was pretty awesome. I mean, you they did seen Civil War. They did a real. I know, seriously.
2: <laughs> oh, honey, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know. has. pretty hasn't. sure we've talked She's about. She's got this. little
0: kids, dude. She's got a whole life outside of this. Uh, some NH of us don't. <laughs> but right, no, right. I mean, I kn- I knew the Spider Man. I still haven't seen the Spider Man movie, so go ahead and make fun of me now. Um, but I knew watching Civil War that the Spider Man movie was gonna be good because the actor they got to play Peter Parker slash Spider Man nails it. Just nails yeah.
2: it. I would agree. He's very likable, you know, he's got that kind of teenager sense of overconfidence. Um but you know at the same time you know he just wants to do good and so there are definitely some humorous moments that come out of that as he's learning to to deal with his abilities and and be the be the hero so and do good so i i would say a++ i i really enjoyed it
1: nice well, that's great Better late than never. But. Yes. Hey,
2: look, I saw it in a theater. I and mean, I'm glad I you did. Yeah, I didn't wait for the DVD. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: I need to get my Just buns over you, there and Adrian. see it. <laughs> I still haven't seen Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman either. So gosh, I'm slacking big time. Oh, well, we can't all be perfect. I did, however, get a chance to watch something on Netflix that is my attack of the fandom this week. And it's a movie with a Star Wars tie in that the star of the film is John Boyega. Do tell. The name of the film is Imperial Dreams. And it's not about stormtroopers, though, despite the title and the lead actor. Um, it's about a um, a young father trying to get his son out of the notorious Imperial Courts Projects outside of Los Angeles. And he's um, a parolee, and he's trying to stay out of the gang life, and he's trying to become a writer. And this movie is about him reconnecting with his young son and... Um, trying to do the right thing and how the gang life tries to pull him back in. He winds up homeless and under all kinds of pressure. Um, And it's a really good film. I really, really liked it. Um, John Boyega just shows another side of his already great acting ability. He does yet another American accent, but it's that Mm -hmm. L.A. Um, urban slang, American accent. And so I mean, this is mm. not, this is not Finn. This is not an actor who can only play one character. This is an actor who can make you forget that he was in Star Wars and make you feel all the emotions that a good movie makes you feel. The end, I think, was the only disappointing part of the film. But the movie was so good as a whole that it more than makes up for it. I totally recommend everybody that has a Netflix account, go watch Imperial Dreams. John Boyega is one of the great actors of our time, and this is evidence to that case.
2: All right. Good to know. I have seen that advertised, and so it's definitely piqued my curiosity. So I'll have to check that out. so
0: good in this.
1: Dang, dude, pretty pretty interesting you bring that one up because uh, my attack is uh, Detroit, another film with a uh, John Boyega not being a stormtrooper with apropos! an American accent. Yeah, <laughs> except this one's much much heavier and hard to watch, but it's a very 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 good film overall. Um, it's it's a it's a period piece. Uh, it's in the it takes place during the Detroit race riots in the. In the 60s. Yeah. Uh, It specifically adapts the Algeria's Motel incident. Uh, Really, really horrible event in the city's uh, history. Um, Unfortunately, still very topical with the whole police brutality thing. And the whole civil rights uh, stuff that's still an issue today. But it is just an incredibly powerful film. Everyone in it is fantastic. Uh, directed by uh, Catherine Bigelow, um, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, mm-hmm. Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of know what kind of tone you're, you're you're getting. Yeah, but uh, you, it's a powerful film. You can tell everyone is just on uh, on point in this one. They were committed one hundred and ten percent. I was lucky enough to catch to catch a, an early screening with a Q and A with some of the actors afterwards.
2: Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, just the perspectives and the you know, the places these actors went to uh, to get into their characters uh uh head. Uh they talked to some of the survivors of the of the incident. Um yeah, can't say too much more about it without getting into it, but I really recommend uh, Detroit as a must watch at some point. Uh not for the light of heart though. I not almost for the almost light of heart.
0: Went to see that this weekend, and I had decided too late in the night to actually go and do it. It was like the 1030 showing, and I just knew I'd never be able to stay awake for the whole thing. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I was like on the way to the movie theater, and I decided, you're not going to be able to stay awake. Turn around and go home, and that's exactly what I did. You know, it's
1: funny. I was falling asleep too before the movie started. You know, it was it was was an early showing, but it was also right after work.
0: Nah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. It wakes you up. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, So, what do you guys say we start wrapping up here then on another fine episode? Let's wrap it up. Let's do it. So, like we said earlier on, we got the giveaway going on. Uh, If you want any of the cool prizes, you know what to do. We'll be posting more information on our social media pages too uh to contribute to that to participate in that I mean or just to you know reach out you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at force podcasts and you can find me specifically at the, on the same social media sites at blue Lab pro
2: you can find me on twitter and instagram at cat ray
0: and you can find me on twitter and instagram at that john fred or on my facebook page John K. Frederick <laughs> uh, Always a pleasure guys We are the force
1: Talk to you guys later
2: Talk to you next week
0: Adios Chachos May the force be with you